great. I didn't think of it. No, instead, my brain went to late 90s wrestling. That's okay. Which is where your brain should be. Hello and welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode number 145. My name is CJ Schrader. And with me, as always... My two new new co-hosts. First off, we got Jess Dunks. This is Jess and Brian Pillman. Hello, everybody. Hey. All right. You know, I always thought. Is it weird We're that we're talking I about wrestling, myself? right? Yeah. Is it weird that I always introduce myself by my full name? Like, should I be a little more cash? Do you actually introduce uh, yourself by your full name? Generally, yeah. I actually call no, by their full no, name he, a lot. He, he, he doesn't. He, re- he introduces himself as, as CJ Schrader. That's right. That's yeah. not your full name. Oh, come on. We don't need to get into that. <laughs> what? Remember when Ricky lost it? <laughs> when he learned? I, I do remember that. That's all right. All right. So, as promised, uh, this episode is going to be about the what Toby Wrestling. called the new, new world order. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan. Who? I'm not going to get the references most of the time to you're going to make wrestling jokes. Sorry. Sting? Oh, Mr. Nanny? What? What? Yeah, if they've been in a movie, I might recognize them. <laughs> like The Rock. I know The Rock. You don't know who Ted DiBiase is? The nope. Million Dollar Man? Jake the nope. Snake? Uh, no, I don't think he was on there. Look, man, Randy Savage. Randy Savage. Uh, was in the NWO temporarily. It's like Ravishing Rick Rude, Dusty Rhodes. Yep, no idea. Undertaker. No, not Undertaker. <laughs> Who's the beef jerky guy? That's Randy Savage. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. What about yeah, he passed the naked Boomsaw. boy? <laughs> there we go. Making it magic related again. We also had plenty of that. All right, let's talk about the new levels. So there's been a big level redefinition. And perhaps your first question is, why? <laughs> so that that is a good question. It's a great question. Think, things seem to be going fine, or did they? I'm happy right now. You are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Publicly, I'm always very happy, except for that one episode. <laughs> All right. Are we having a dash B episode after this one? <laughs> Now here's what we really think about the level redefinition. Yes. All right. I actually like it. I think it's all yeah. pretty reasonable. <laughs> anyway. Um, so so I think something maybe people had noticed uh, is that level fours and level fives, maybe not. Um, they're kind of in a weird spot, right? So a level four and a level five were expected to be both kind of program judges. So there was a whole pillar and spheres concept where a level four would be over a Fear, level five over a pillar. Is that right? Maybe I had those backwards. No, it's nobody knows. Yeah, it's, no one they, knows. There was just an there was an aspect of the program that they were in charge of, and and to become a level four or a level five, you had to demonstrate both the ability to head judge a GP mm-hmm. or pro tour when you hit alpha, um, and you had to have an area of the program that like a large reaching programmatic uh, uh, responsibility within the program. So these were both both event leaders and program leaders simultaneously. And that's that's basically what you had to be in order to be 
um, uh, promoted to an L4. But, you know, the problem there could be in that, like, let's say the best hypothetical GP head judge in the world couldn't head judge GPs because he or she is not, you know, involved in the program, perhaps, right? Not as much or not wanting to do that, right? So they're not level four material. And that's just awkward. Yeah. Or like, you know, I want to head judge a G. I want to head judge a GP. I don't care about conferences or, you know, updates to policy or something like that. I just want when I say updates, I mean, creating updates for policy. Mm -hmm. You know, I just want to head judge a GP. But now I got to do this whatever in order to become L4. (laughs) And same thing with people that wanted to, to, to do leadership stuff within the, within the, the program. It's like, ah, I don't don't really want to go to all these GPs. So what happened was, is really it's, it's not a, it's not a reasonable expectation to expect someone to be excellent at both. Yeah. So they, they said, let's not do that anymore. Um, and so, so this is kind of a note you added, Brian, but along the line, same lines as I think, I think, so Jared, you know, I remember when Jared was on Judge Cast, he would always say, um, he's been on as a guest before and he would say, you know, the highest, the best judge in the world will probably reach level three, right? That, that's the, mm-hmm. top. that's the top, right? Um, level four and five are for people willing to do a little bit more, but maybe not necessarily, you know, the top judges in the world. Right. Um, it, it- in the military, it's what we would have called the lateral promotion, which doesn't actually add rank. It just adds more responsibility or different jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think L4 and 5 fit into that as well when they existed. And now uh, – but the problem was they implied that that was somehow higher because they have higher numbers. Right. So that's exactly it. So I think maybe there were some hurt feelings in the world where people were like, why can't I get L4? I've been around forever. But it's like yeah. that doesn't – I need to get promoted. I yeah. four is bigger than three, therefore better. Therefore, I want it. <laughs> right, and so they would they would you know basically struggle and do things that they thought would get them to four, and in reality, no, no, <laughs> it wasn't quite as petty as you just made it sound. But, <laughs> uh, it, uh, no, but no, it was pettier. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so. So it's like, what's the solution? And the solution's actually pretty easy. We just don't need level fours and fives anymore. What? Let's kick them all out of the program. Okay, they're gone. Yeah, I'm down. They have to start out over. of the program. <laughs> they have to start over entirely. Sorry, Ricky. Or you downgrade them. Yeah. Or you downgrade them to. Uh, I'm sorry. Downgrade isn't the right word. <laughs> but you make them level three because level four and five is just no longer needed, right? And then. Mm-hmm. Right. You set up a system where level threes can head judge GP. So that solves that problem. And then level threes who want to be in charge of program work, like Brian Perlman, can what? do that. Yeah. So this is this is kind of a, a, a smart thing in in the sense of if you if you go back in time and even if you just look at oh say like Australia, okay, there have been L threes that have been head judge of head judges of GPs before. Uh there are L three appeals judges uh that are that are going around GPs right now. Uh uh Johanna is a is a level three, she's the RC of Scandinavia. Um uh I don't know if it's all of them or just some of them. Um, <laughs> some of the Scandinavias. Some of the Scandinavias. Um, 
And she is currently head of both the JCC and the uh, Player Investigation Committee. I mean, those are those are big projects, big pro, uh, you know, uh, efforts within the program. And they started, and they've realized it's like, well, you know, threes can do these things. So, right. you know, being a, being saying, oh, well, only a four, only fours and fives can do these things, is kind of, eh. it, it's not, it's it's not the case anymore and also uh you don't want to go the other direction where you just make them all fours because in the past when the when the system that we have currently set up was was created your large gps were going to have staffs of what 10 15 tops yep and so so and a thousand person gp was unheard of now you go well what does it take to, to hedge a gp and and that bar is a lot higher than it was when when we initially created level four and five in the program yeah. so so there's a there's an extra bar. You could be like someone who who you could just be the most active program work judge and in charge of a lot of different things, and it's not a bad thing that you might not be able to head judge a grand prix. Right. Yeah. It's also worth mentioning. I, I think we should mention this is um, that there are a lot more GPs now. Yes. And, yeah. And it, at least double. It didn't really work out to increase the number of level fours to help support the no, new number of GPs. So I, I imagine there was some level four burnout. Yeah. So just just think about this from a, from a player perspective. You know, someone that's started playing recently. Um, the number of GPs there used to be uh, before this latest increase there used to be about twenty to twenty two a year. Okay, and and then before that there was like fifteen, seventeen, something like that. And now there's over forty, and some weekends have three GPs at once. Right. So, so yeah, there's a huge demand, and there's only 13 L4 plus judges. So it's it gets kind of kind of tough, right? And they don't they all go more than one also because they also serve as appeals judges or secondary head judges at very large GPs. Uh, right. So it's not just like you can split them up. Evenly one for one, right? So it was almost a requirement for L fours to be able to like like what's the requirements to be L four? You have to be able to take a lot of time off of work. <laughs> yes, you know how much can can you take uh, uh twenty weekends off a year? Yeah. Um. So so yeah so all of that basically boiled down to okay we're gonna we're we're gonna break up. How how level four and level five? We're gonna boil them, put them all down to level three, and then we're gonna add these these program certifications, which are kind of like add-ons to your level that say that you can do things. And we'll talk about that those add-ons at the end of the show because there are uh, there's several of them, and some of them are actually available to level twos as well. Ooh. Ooh. Um, now, when they did this this breakdown and they said, okay, so fours and fives got rolled into three, they also did kind of a refocusing, repurposing of the other two levels as well. So there's, so there's three levels, one, two, three, and if you kind of look at it, there's three uh, rules enforcement levels as well. This isn't an exact analogy, but you're going you're gonna to see where I'm going. There's regular um, – there's competitive and then it's it's not really professional we call it we call it uh was is it still called premier did they change it change the naming no it's called uh that was professional are you talking about the the rules enforcement levels professional not the, not the, they not the are premier, enforcement premier level, level judges premier level judges oh, gotcha. doesn't okay so 
so the the focus now is your your level basically corresponds to what you are certified to to run and certified means you've gone through the appropriate training and you've passed the appropriate test it does not a reflection of what you are capable of doing it is a reflection of what you are certified to do the difference there being that that somebody who is uh, an advanced level one judge might be capable of head judging a, a pvtq but not certified to do so and someone who is in that boat we should probably help get whatever else they need to get to level two right mm-hmm. So so basically the focus is level one is regular. Level two is PPTQ competitive, PPTQs and floor judging of GPs. Um, and then level three is where you get into team, the focus is uh, head judging the, the premier events, uh, team leading at the, the, the GPs, being super involved in the program, that kind of stuff. You know, head judge, uh, not head judging, but just judging pro tours in general. Okay. So, so, yeah. so I think we'll, this, we'll, just, we'll just go through each level and uh, kind of describe what it means for you if you are that level or if you're interested in being that level. So, I like it. Let's start with level one. And also because we actually haven't talked about the requirements for the levels in a long time. So, uh, let's start with level one. So, if you're interested. That seems like a logical place to start. It does. Uh, if, you're, if you're interested in becoming a level one, uh, there's a few requirements. They haven't actually changed much, but the uh, one is that you need to have judged two sanctioned events. Um, we've talked about it in the past, but this one actually surprises people sometimes. They're like, how can I judge an event if I'm not certified? And the answer is you can still judge. It doesn't matter if you're certified or not. Now, you know, right. you can't so, be so, a so- judge of a GPT because you have to be certified for that, but you can certainly be a floor judge. Right. And, you're, you're not certified to run the events. You, so you can't, let's say, like, you know, I'm certified to run somebody's regular REL event. You are not certified to run regular REL events. That doesn't mean you're not capable of it, just like we were just describing. Yeah. Yep. So you, yeah. And this, and this requirement re- really, uh, we've mentioned this on, like, one of our early, early episodes. The, the intent of this requirement is we want judges who will judge. And the best way to show that you are willing to judge is to have judged already. Oh. Right. So that that's that's what that's there for. Are have you done it? So you know that you're 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 you like it and you're familiar with at least the concept of, you know, answering rules questions. Right. You know, interacting with people. <laughs> right. A lot of times people are like, oh I want to become a judge and they really have no idea what's involved. And yeah. the only way to find out what's involved is to do it. So next you need a recommendation from a level two or level three. Um, but generally that recommendation for me at least is have you convinced me that convince me to test you? Then yes, <laughs> you're good. Like, no, it's, it's not formal. Someone doesn't have to write something out. Yeah. If, it, if I give you the test, are we just going to be going over twenty question the twenty questions that you missed in uh, a, a, an hour or so? Right. Yeah. So. Um, or, or did you give me the the answer to the question of why do you want to be a judge? You gave me the only wrong answer, <laughs> which is which is oh, it's because I want to hold my judge level over over people's yeah. heads. It's like, uh, you just failed. I want to prove people that they are wrong. <laughs> 
<laughs> I want to prove the that people are wrong. I can do it. So, and then of course you have to pass the test. I think, I think we all get that. Uh, it's still 70%. And you need to agree to be bound by the judge code of conduct. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's something that they assumed was implicit before and now they are explicitly stating it. Yeah, I think so. And then, yes. um, if you're already, so you, lo- oh, good. Well, so the, the key to that is L2 judges, L2s, and L3s who are testing people. You need to make this the clear. This is this is new, uh, or or new as far as written down. It's probably not been in your interview before, where you're like, hey, you know, and by the way, we have a, a judge code of conduct. Uh, you you need to follow it. Uh, so that is something that you want to start mentioning now that there is a thing that you are going to need to follow most of most people you shouldn't have you shouldn't have any objections you shouldn't be talking to your l1 and they're like oh you mean i can't use my judge level to defraud people in trades i'm out (laughs) (laughs) right at at, at the very least they should make sure they've read it right yeah they should feel the interview if that's the kind of person that you're dealing with so it shouldn't be that big of a deal but yeah. <laughs> what? So, if you're already level one, you need to um, you need to judge an event, a sanctioned event, every six months. I don't think that's changed at all. And then, my favorite thing is that every year you need to take an exam to make sure that you're staying up to date with the rules and policy. So, policy in this case means the JAR and MTR. Right. Um, how exactly you're going to be notified of that or how it'll be delivered or what it's going to look like. Those details aren't out yet, but there will be a yearly exam. If you fail it, you're going to be uh, uh, referred to your regional coordinator so that they can help get you back up to speed. But if you're listening to JudgeCast, you're not going to fail it. Oh, no. Absolutely I'm, I'm going to level with you right now. You but will not I'm, I'm really happy with with this uh with like the maintenance check because L3s have had to do it since before, before I even became an L3, they've had to do it for quite a long time. And I think it's really useful, really helpful as a, you know, one of these things where it's like sometimes people, they study, 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 they pass and then they stop. Right. Mm -hmm. And this kind of helps make sure that that doesn't happen. So that's, this is a good thing. This will help cut down on the, you know, it's, oh, well, my judge is giving me, you know, game losses at FNM. Right. And they're not like, what's madness? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yours when is did, more likely, I, I think, but still. When did yeah, the FNM start using the jar? I don't understand. I, I think that's part of it. it. It also means that you don't have people who are inactive forever uh, just slipping by. Uh, you know, that's basically the two things. We don't want you to be inactive. We don't want you to, to not follow up on the rules. And if you yeah. do both of those things, you won't have a problem maintaining level one. And once again, being active means judge once every six months. Like, seriously. Twice a year. Yeah, it's not, not, asking it's for not that bad. No. Not that bad. All right. So let's say you are interested in being level two. Oh, sweet. Sweet. Tell me about it, Brian. You seem excited. Well, yeah, I want to be level two because two is greater than one. Okay, yeah, and and uh, I, I want that. Um, <laughs> so, so level two is your competitive REL judge, uh, and what the advancement requirements here are, they've they've um, loosened loosened a bit, but um, 
so what we have is uh, you need to have judged uh, six – what is it? Uh, am I looking at the old requirements? No. Okay, so you need to judge six sanctioned events within the previous six months. At right. least that's on that's on uh, the official blogs. Um, so you need to judge six sanctioned events within the previous six months. Mm-hmm. You need to have judged one competitive REL event with multiple judges gotcha. in the previous six months. Okay, you're go- right. so uh, you're going to need to have entered reviews of two different judges in the judge center. Uh, written a tournament report from an event with multiple judges or a conference report or an article. Um, And then you need to have a passing score on the level two practice exam. I think some regions are actually imposing uh, a passing practice score as a prerequisite. Uh, RCs have a little bit of flexibility to a little bit of flexibility here. Um, uh, so check with your check with your RC. Uh, they may require that. It's also a good thing to do to begin with because if you take the L two practice and you get like a fifty, then you know you got some work to do before you come and say like, hey, hey, test me, bro. Right. Uh, the the L two test is twice as long as the L one test and covers a lot more stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been compared. It's been called a meat grinder compared to the level one test yeah and you need an 80 on it right that hasn't changed yes yeah yes you need an 80 um twice as long and you need 10 more percent right um well since it's twice as many questions that means you can miss more yeah right yeah statement (laughs) yeah yeah um and then you need to also have the brief interview and a recommendation from a judge certified to test level twos I didn't say level three. Uh, That's uh, weird. It is weird. We'll talk about that in a little bit. So, yeah. So, uh, Judge Six sanctioned events in the previous six months. That is, uh, we want you doing events. Uh, compet- do one competitive relevant with multiple judges. Um, you are trying to become a competitive REL judge, so we want you to have done competitive relevance mm-hmm. before. Now, I want to... I wanna... Jump on that one real quick since you yes. brought it up again. Uh, don't just tr- try – if you're trying to get to level two, don't just find a competitive REL event with some rando judge to work with Try and then be like, oh, I checked the box. I can be level two now. Try and find somebody that you, you're actually going to learn something from uh, that has more experience than you if possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that it's good to point – this is the barest of minimums here. Okay, so if if you do all of these things on this checklist and come up and say, I'm ready to go to level two, um, there's still actually a good chance that you're not ready. <laughs> right. Um, so so you definitely you definitely want to have uh, a familiarity with tournament operations. The whole point of having to work a, a comp relevant with multiple judges is so that you can learn how the program does comp relevance. Mm. If you just do it with the guy behind the counter of your store, you didn't actually fulfill the spirit of this requirement. You, you did the letter of it, but you didn't do what it's intended to, to capture. Yeah. Something I find is that the, the um, you had to pass this interview is far more important with level two than it is with level one. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But the idea is that the idea is still that a level two can head judge a PPTQ, I think. Yeah. Right. You guys can correct me. Okay. So I, you know, people are still going to be making sure that you, you have the, the skill set necessary to head judge a PPTQ. You want, you want to know how you pass my interview? How? Do I think, do dollars? I think you, do, yes, dollars. <laughs> uh, do I think, do I think you can head judge a, uh, a PPTQ, you know, in the, in the 20 to 30 person range? Yeah. That's that's my interview. Every question I ask is going to be geared towards assessing that question. And if and if the answer comes up with yes, congratulations, you passed. Let's move on to taking the test. And if the answer is no, we're going to give you things to work on. Yeah, right. Uh, that's one thing I want to point out. If you are a judge that could certify L2s, uh, do that interview first. You should probably already know that. But do that interview before you have them take the test. <laughs> right. Yes, it's it is. It is the worst to be to test somebody and then be going over the answers and then be doing the interview while you're doing that and you know they got they got an 80 they got an 86 they're gonna they're gonna pass congratulations you're able to and then you're talking to them and they start talking about things and you're like whoa whoa (laughs) no 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 right because then it now puts you in a in an awkward situation because now the only thing that's left is you telling them no Right. So yeah, definitely. If you're gonna, if they fail the interview, let them know before you give them the test. All right. So what if you're uh, already level two? What's what's the deal? What do you gotta do to stay level two? Well, to stay level two, um, there basically there are three things. You have a yearly exam, just like with level one. Uh, it's going to be a more difficult exam than the L one exam because it'll also cover uh, IPG knowledge. Yep. Um, you need to write at least one review a year. Again, with the the thing I said earlier about not just checking a box, make it a good review. Uh, and then you're also going to need to judge two competitive REL events a year. Uh, this is similar to the judge one event every six months for level one, but uh, they don't require it to be in a six month time frame. Instead, it's two in a year. Yep. I'm not really sure why they did one as two in a year and the other is one in six months. Pro- Probably. Probably because F and M's are more plentiful. Possible, and it's easier to find. It's yeah, it's easier. It's easier to it's easier to get uh, work in F and M than it is to to do comp like because also also probably if after the program has invested a whole lot of time and energy into you being an L two, um, if something happens, if life happens, and you're not able to judge for like eight months, well, you can still recover, and you're still and you stay L two. Whereas L one, if if you lose L one, if you lapse, then right. you can you can get back pretty pretty uh, easily because presumably you haven't lost any of the information, uh, any of the knowledge that got you there in the first place. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just theorizing here. Uh, it's reasonable. It actually makes a lot of sense, and I think it'll functionally work that way, even if that wasn't the intent. Um, so, do we have anything else to talk about about level two? It's it's uh, a oh yeah, one other thing um, is um, that I've, uh, they, it, I've, I've, we talked about before the show how we weren't going to talk about how things change, but the number one question <laughs> I've had about this who brought that up is yeah, it was me too. <laughs> uh, the, who, the, the number one question I've had about this is is what about the tournament report? Uh, and there, there used to be a requirement for a tournament report for L2s. Tournament reports are still great things, and they're actually pretty useful if you do them correctly, but uh, they're no longer a requirement for level 2. 
to well, they're no longer a requirement to maintain. Yeah, you still got to do something along that lines to get L two. Sorry, I meant because we were talking about the maintenance. You're right. And, and I, a requirement to maintain level two. Yeah, and I think I think this requirement is in place just to prove that you can write intelligently about magic. That makes sense. I, th- I think that's what it is. Uh, it was explained to me. I don't know how much I buy this particular explanation, but as a level two, you're going to be writing DQ reports, so you need to be able to articulately describe what was going on on paper in a game or in the investigation, or basically you just need to prove, and, and that requirement is kind of there to, to show that, uh, that you have the ability to write intelligently about magic. What if I can record I intelligent, intelligently about magic? Uh, can you transcribe it back into uh, print? No, that is not going to happen. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Chris Linkson. What, what if you can Sorry. what intelligently? Record. Oh, record. No, I mean, yeah. it's a hypothetical. It's not me, of course, but no. you know, so but on. like, if you could podcast, no, that doesn't count. So, uh, so, I, so before anybody complains. Uh, if somebody has a legitimate concern about why they can't write a tournament report, they should talk to their regional coordinator about it. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think no, we're not saying if you have a, a reason to not do that, that it's going to be a problem. Talk to your regional coordinator about it because that's right. clearly an unusual circumstance. Right. However, you can you can also um, do uh, either a conference report or or an article. So you do have a few options just in in the requirement itself. They do all involve writing or typing um, or hiring somebody to to write down your spoken word. (laughs) Uh, All right. No no one's going to check that you actually did the writing. Okay. Oh, true statement, but we probably shouldn't put it out there. Well, I mean – I'm not I'm not talking like hire somebody to like do your homework for you. But if you're sitting there going, you know, asking somebody to like here, type what I say. All right. So let's say you're interested in being level three. Uh, the whole the entire process, which is the level three advancement process, hasn't changed much. And we're not going to go deep into the level three advancement process because it's a lot and could probably be its own episode. It has been its own episode. It has been its own episode, but it was new. Um, but. We will uh, we'll cover a few of the, the changes to it. So in the level three advancement process, you're supposed to show English competency. And now they've kind of lowered that down a little bit to where it's inc- it's enough English competency to be able to team lead at a GP and also understand the written policy. Yeah. So you don't have to be like fluent English, but if you can understand the policy and, and team lead, that's going to be good enough. Makes sense to me. We're an international organization. But we still need to be able to communicate. It's not like magic where you can just play it without ever talking. Uh, unfortunately, we do. We judges do have to talk to each other once well. I, I don't consider that unfortunate. I like talking to other judges. I know. I'm kidding. Most of them. <laughs> Most of them. It's There's only unfortunate when it's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it also there's also a line in here that event leadership may replace community involvement. And it may not. Okay. This this is oh, this is this is the one that I'm I'm fussy about. Tell us. Well, Tell us about okay. Your fuss. So so here we go. Uh, in the in the level three in the definition of what a level three judge is, they go 
they're involved in the global judge pro- part of the uh, a full third of the definition is dedicated towards talking about uh, participating in and leading pro- program projects that interest them is an expectation of the role. So I think what's happening is uh, event leadership make may replace community involvement was really something that they were like, oh, well, it may. Uh, it may not. We should probably take that sentence out because the definition of level three implies that you must do these things. Um, so, so having like, ah, well, you may. Um, so, uh, uh, keep up your community involvement, people, please. Yeah, and I think because uh, I think people out there are gonna be like, well, wait, didn't you just say part of the problem was level fours had to be involved in the program and they didn't want to be? Well, the part of, part of it is that they had to be these grand overseers of large, huge things. What we're talking about here is uh, participating in projects. Okay, uh, that can actually be not a huge thing. That that right. can be the you know I presented at a few conference i presented at a conference once a year for the last two years right or or you know somebody who consistently does things with knowledge pool or somebody that does things there are so many judge projects out there we want to know a couple of things one is that you're participating in the community and one is that you're actually doing it you're not just you know just not just a token effort or saying you know or or you know i don't know how many emails you've gotten brian where somebody says i want to start on this project and then just never does anything and and if you poke them about it they still never do anything that's not what we're talking about like actively just in some way participate in the community yeah if Um, if your if your project status is completely ah stuff came up right that's that's your program involvement your project involvement stop and uh priority and if uh, I think what you're implying is that this may change the the that whole sentence about event leadership, but even if it doesn't, somebody that did that would have to be truly exceptional. Uh, I mean, right? Like I I I, can't I, I literally can't think of anyone, actual anyone, who is an L two right now who would meet that criteria. That, that I know. The, there's the stone no one. <laughs> so so and I, and I can think of a lot of really good L two judges, like a lot of them. And some that are very, very good, but uh, just just involved, get involved in the community. It's easier, right? So, so here's here's the thing for level three, participating in and or leading projects that interest them is an expectation of the role, right? Okay, you you, you want to know how you can prove that you're going to meet that expectation of the role by doing it, by doing it. Hey, look at that! It's a theme. <laughs> so uh, and yeah, so so yeah, okay. And so the last one here is that you need to demonstrate strength in tournament operations and logistics. So can you guys explain that one to me a little more? Uh, yeah. So this is kind of um, we, we th- this is kind of the opposite thing where the, there are people who are really really good at community work and really pretty really good at at you know organizing things and and getting conferences together and and all the people that are just awesome members of the Dutch community. But if they are not able to go to a Grand Prix and lead a team effectively because they don't have the experience or the knowledge or just the ability, um, then that that lack that that fails this point on strength in tournament operations and logistics. They need to be able to run these competitive tournaments uh, and the large competitive tournaments like a Grand Prix, for example. They don't have to head judge it, obviously, but they need to be able to to 
do the work that's required of a level three judge at them. Mm-hmm. And those Does that answer exact, you? And those Sorry. exact requirements are being worked out, and the the L3 checklist is going through some some revisions, and and the exact details of what that means is is being reworked. However, I will tell you that most most people who have gotten to the point where they are submitting their L3 checklist have again most people have accomplished this thing normally naturally uh, uh, to get that far because in um, in your uh, uh, reviews the uh, the the L3 uh, uh, recommendation reviews there is a category for logistics and tournament operations that you get reviewed on so this this gets covered a little bit already in the in the existing checklist but the new checklist that's going to come out is going to have a little bit more on that but we're judges we judge we you want to be you want to be good all right so okay so that's the changes to become a level 3 and then there are maintenance requirements, and I have no idea if these are new or not because I am not a level three, but we'll just go through them. So first off, they expect you to judge at least four premier events. So that's RPTQ and up is what I would say. So RPTQ, WMCQ, Grand Prix, Pro Tour, World Magic Cup per calendar year. Now, those are all WOTC events. Yeah, notice a big out. one missing there. Yeah. You mean you mean another, some other uh, independent uh, circuit that would be larger than an RPTQ? Yes, uh, that would that would be the Star City Games opens you're referring to. What? No, uh, I wasn't so, saying that. Is that so? Missing? For example, according to this, and uh, uh, here's the thing: according to this, like I had judged, uh, I, I had judged the Star City Games Invitational recently, and that was a great experience. But according to this, that wouldn't count. That's probably still going to count. Like yeah. it's not, it's not something where they go, oh, that's that's a thing you did, and uh, but it wasn't on this list, so it's not going to count. Uh, these are all events that are the kind of events that count. If they go, why didn't you do any of these? And you go, because I was busy doing all of these opens, or I was busy doing all these other circuits uh, events. Um, then that's going to be taken into consideration. L threes are a relatively small group, and it's very easy to. Uh, to check on stuff like that. So right. there's no reason to panic about it. Yeah, you can you can work that 40-person RPTQ. That counts, but the 600, 700-person uh, open, uh, sorry, man. That, yeah, that's, my, my, uh, my invitation was enough. 752, which was the not, largest invitational ever. It was, it was awesome. Not uh, good enough, Jess. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you have now been your – level, your level status has been flagged for further review. Yes. All right, so you also need to show significant contributions in one or more of program, tournament, or community as verified by a judge in a corresponding advanced role. Advanced right. We'll talk about that in a minute. We'll get to the advanced roles in a minute, but it needs to be at least one of those three things that you're doing significant contributions in. Yeah. So kind of you have to meet the minimum, and then there's these, oh, like you have to be excelling in one thing. So basically we want L3 is to be kind of good at everything and really good at something. Okay. Yeah, well – the way, the way I kind of looked at it is um, there yeah there is there's there's baseline levels of, of everything but I think I think if you're really really awesome at let's say um, uh, events then maybe the tournaments might be able to drop a little bit below the baseline 
And if you're really awesome, if you're really, really awesome at community, you know, maybe your tournament stuff, you know, maybe you might not do the four premier events. You might do three, that kind of thing. So there's a little bit like once you get the bar passed to BL3, like excelling at one level, like really excelling will allow you to dip below average in another because you are going to. You know, what's what's that what's that triangle called where it's like you can be good at two of the points you can be you can excel at two of the points but not all three I didn't know there was a name for that I didn't either I don't know for sure there's, that I know what you're talking about oh it's it's uh I mean if you look at it like uh the college student you can either have a social life grades or sleep you know and it's choose two right um it sounds like a terrible insane. modal spell <laughs> 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 University charm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that needs so, to be a card. University, um, charm. university charm. Choose two. Um, so, uh, I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think we're good there. And then you need to just, um, sorry, I got, I got off track. So you need to show, you need to uh, continue on with the L3 characteristics that already exist. So there's this there's this list of I forgot how many it is now eight nine I think it's nine now yeah um, characteristics of a level three you need to continue doing those basically you can't become level three and just start coasting your way to coolness what well dude like if if for some reason you can't do level construction anymore like you can't articulate why the levels are the way that they are and you haven't listened to this podcast to explain to you that um then yeah that could be a a a thing that dings you on now realistically if you know that stuff you're not gonna you're gonna keep maintain it just by doing it right but but if you do dip below we've got we can get you on that and of course there's a yearly exam is it yearly? Uh, just as incremental. Um, we, yeah, we, have, we, have, we have exams once a set. Right. It, it, currently, we have exams that come out every set. And from what I understand, those exams are actually going to get a little more complex. Uh, my mistake. So, yeah. So, L3s are going to have the once a set exam, and then everyone else is going to have the yearly exam. I, I do want to add that I have not taken a yearly uh, a L3 exam yet that could not be answered by listening to either the rules episode or the FAQ episode associated with the corresponding set of JudgeCast. Right. Just saying. Just yeah, and, and so, some, sometimes we'll, we'll have actually hit the question. As I, I'm not unconvinced, or I'm, not, I'm yet unconvinced that they don't just listen to the episode and pull questions from it. <laughs> it's possible. But yeah, there was there there have been like one or two questions where we went off on a tangent, and that tangent was on the test. Huh. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, this has happened. This is a thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I think we we actually covered it, uh, yeah, it with the with the with the three levels. Um, <laughs> now there are some uh, advanced roles that exist. Ooh. And these are for yeah, all threes only. Uh, well, they're uh, yeah. Okay. So the other ones, threes. Okay, I was advanced sure roles and certifications. I wasn't sure if the certifications were separate. So, okay, advanced roles are just for level threes, um, and they are they're really cool, actually. Um, the, the fact that this kind of helps replace that whole thing where 
Well, because you've got level one, two, and three now, but we haven't actually addressed who does the stuff that L4s and 5s used to do. Right. And that's where the advanced roles come in. These are things that other L3s can step up and do. And rather than having to do all of them, we can we can share it out and each do a lot of good. Um, Brian, do you want to start on how they work, or do you want me to jump into that? Uh, no, you can go for it. Okay, so... Uh, advanced roles for L3s, uh, the first thing is all of them uh, rotate every 18 months. So this is this helps fight burnout, and it also helps fight the perception that there is a an elite few that is, is running the program. Um, this this rotation, as it moves forward, I'm really excited about it because I think that that's going to that's gonna show a lot of growth in the program when we see new people coming into each of these roles, um, and I, I think that's a good thing. Um so every 18 months and now how are they are selected uh, i don't know if that's been solidified yet this is all still very new mm-hmm. uh but and it probably will will be different for each of the advanced roles that you yeah. have from, from what i understand it's every six months one third of of the advanced roles will be up for uh renewal as it were right oh no that part i yeah that part i did know uh so let, let's say you had six of a roll, um, two of them would rotate out every six months. Uh, so the, or, or not necessarily rotate out, but be reevaluated. They, they need to it, reapply. Yeah, they need right. to reapply. Yeah. Okay, well, and then they will... Let's talk about what the roles are. Yeah, let's talk about the roles are, and I think that'll help, help us talk, because I think we're trying to talk about without saying what the roles are. So, uh, so the first role... Oh, go ahead, CJ. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say the first one is uh, kind of obvious that we need this now, and that is a GP head judge. So it's there's no expectation that every level three now can head judge a GP, right? Uh, there's still going to be a certain set of them decided. Who knows how many? We, won't, we don't know yet, and we don't know how this is going to be decided exactly. But yeah. the uh, there is going to be a role where level, where level three will be... Uh, kind of I don't want to say certified because we have certifications later but they they will be in the role to be able to head judge a GP I think we can assume all current level fives and level fours have this role yes uh, currently yes yeah yeah and then it's it's been implied that some are excited to step down from that role though yeah I I don't know which ones but I would be honestly <laughs> it's a bit much um so the next one is a program coordinator, which is kind of a nebulous term. Uh, these these guys are are, from what I understand, they're responsible for, uh, basically, uh, right now they're responsible for implementing uh, what Watsi wants the judge program to be, right? Yeah. So they're going to be contracted by Wizards of the Coast. They're the ones that are responsible for shaping the judge program into what what it is supposed to be, whether it's through, uh, through programs or through redefinitions or whatever needs to needs to be like uh right now we're under the judge programs under the control of wizards of the coast and um that they have to have somebody that that takes charge of that for them um and so they have some contracted individuals that handle that uh currently go ahead sorry i was i was gonna say so if if someone decided for for example um uh there was a sphere uh, previously called recognitions, 
Okay. Uh, so the the program coordinators have now absorbed that responsibility. They are responsible for determining how recognitions are done, in which case they would then come and talk to me as the head of the uh, of the exemplar project to talk about that, or maybe some other, or maybe create some other initiatives for recognition, or uh, an education initiative, or a technology initiative. You know, where we need software to do something. Mm-hmm. You know, they would be responsible for going off and getting that, getting that done. So, if you want to think of them as kind of the the maybe the philosophy and the project arm of the, you know, if you think GP head judges are events, program coordinators are program and projects, and then the third category is the community stuff, which would be. That would be regional coordinators, which is already currently its own thing separate from the level four and five judges. Um, and regional coordinators are they, – they are the least changed from this entire definition. I think that they pretty much stay exactly as they are. Mm. Yeah. Uh, they do have the 18-month rotation, uh, which is new. Previously, there was no rotation. Um, so uh, if you are used to having your, your same regional coordinator in a role – then you might see a rotation in 18 months when if somebody else decides that they want to be in it, then they apply for regional coordinator and are chosen. Yep. Okay. So, and we, we have current, uh, we already have four program coordinators decided. Uh, once again, I think the system for this might become, or I want to believe it'll become a little more transparent in the future, but um, <laughs> it's uh, Sean Kedden, I say, one of the founders of this show, Toby Elliott, all-around cool guy. Kim Warren, back in the program. And Jason Lim, because I don't pronounce his last name. It's not like how it was before, right? Where it was like, well, at least in the, in the information we have, uh, you know, it's not, they weren't like, Toby's in charge of policy. Uh, right. I think we can all assume Toby is still in charge of policy, but. <laughs> well, that's, that's from what I understand, that's going to be a separate project underneath uh, underneath the program coordinators. Um, and that he will probably also be in charge of. Right. Uh, and and if I recall, uh, there is going to be, um, you know, starting starting even like six months from now, there could be one of these one of these spots is going to be rotating or they might be creating another one because they did say that there would be four to six program coordinators. So there might be one or two spots coming up that are just going to open up. Uh, I will point out that two of the current uh, uh, coordinators are ex-exemplar leads. <laughs> and I'm just I'm just pointing that out. Just pointing it out. Just putting just it out pointing there. that out. Just point that out. Just throwing um, it out there. Well, I'm going to point out yeah. that one is an ex-host of JudgeCast. Oh, so just pointing that out. <laughs> well, I'm go- I'm going to point out that um, all of them except Limbs have been guests on this show. <laughs> I'm going to point out that all of them were at one time level four plus judges. Hmm. Interesting. So your uh, your theory theory doesn't really hold. (laughs) I'm going to point out that they all have vowels in their last name. (laughs) Well, I got that. So do I. I'm not convinced that Limbs has vowels in his last name. E? (laughs) It's L-E. It's like... No, he's got got all the vowels in his last name. It's like... (laughs) Jason (laughs) Lamont. Level 4 Judge Jason Lamont. All right, let's talk about certifications. 
All right. Once again, I do apologize to listeners. Like a lot of this information just isn't out there yet. Obviously we will tell you the first time we can. So we know what the certifications are. We just don't know how to get them yet. Right. We'll obviously let you know as soon as we know. So if you're level three, there's one certification you can go for, and that is a panel lead. Which hey, I'm going to, I'm going to say as far as uh, how you become that, uh, an hour before the uh, before JudgeCast, they sent an email out to the level three list on here's the application. Oh, okay. And here's the requirements and certification. So we have all of that information. It's just password protected right now, so I don't know if I can tell anybody. All right, that's fine. Sorry. That's fine. We would never leak information. So if you're a level two, uh, there's a couple of certifications you can go for. These are actually pretty exciting, I think. Um, the first one is basic team lead and that's defined as you'll be able to team lead on day two of a smaller gp and smaller gps are like 2000 players now right yeah, i don't know what a smaller gp is but uh i mean auckland last year had like 380 something yeah that's well yeah. that's a smaller gp yeah i could head judge that like right I, so i have so... head judged events larger than that yeah it's yeah. anyway so sorry so a, ba- a basic team lead is there are there are some team there are some teams that at a GP they are very complex. For example, at Washington, the uh, logistics team lead of a sealed GP is not basic. Okay. Uh, let me just. However, say, uh, let me just. Let me just. What a basic team lead is like really into Starbucks. Like they really love. Pumpkin spice, pumpkin your pumpkin spice, spice pumpkin like a, spice. Basic team. team leads just go crazy for that. Okay, carry on. They wear Uggs. And, uh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> so like a, a <laughs> you got me. I was swore you got me laughing. <laughs> um, they, you know, like uh, like pairings might be if if that is if that is the if the teams are are large enough that that gets split up pairings might be considered a basic team to uh to lead on day two so there you go okay cool and then there's also l2 tester which would certify you as capable of testing other l2s uh, i like this one a lot i do too i've i mean i don't want to brag but I think I could test a level two at this point. <laughs> I've been a level two a long time, and because of Judge Cast, I know most of anything that would show up on a level two test. So, so you actually you actually bring up a really a really good point that this I think basic team leading and L two tester uh, addresses very well. So the gap between level two and level three was pretty big, mm-hmm. and it's actually a little bit larger now with with uh, kind of. Pushing the pushing the requirements for for L two, you know, making them a little bit easier to get. So the the gap got a little bit wider. Um, so someone can be L two for a long time, and it's like they don't they don't want to do the, the the community stuff. They don't want to do they don't want to be um, uh, they don't want to be like a program guy. They just kind of want to just go to the events and do the good do the thing, or they're in an area that doesn't have a whole lot of. Uh, they don't have a whole lot of GPs. Uh, they don't really travel a whole lot, but they do some RPT, uh, some PPTQs, and they just want more judges. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, 
this gives people the opportunity who have been L2s uh, for, a, for a while and don't want to make the jump to, to L3. It gives them a place to go. Um, and I think this is this is really, really good in the sense that we, we have people that maybe they're awful at mentorship, but they can run a team very well at a, at a GP. So we wow. have a... <laughs> I think those two are related skills. So. They they are. As soon as I said it, I kind of yeah. Heard. Um, you knew CJ would. Oh yeah. When I was doing when I was saying mentorship, I meant I was kind of going for the the, the L two tester side of the coin. Gotcha. But um, one of the things it does is though it it also frees up um, from a from an L three process. Um, you know, before it was. If we needed areas, if we needed people to be able to to team lead GPs, and we needed people to be able to test for L two, well, the only pr- place that would be is is L three. So that actually takes the pressure off of not only the candidate to get to L three, but it also takes the pressure off the panel to accept that person as L three as well. Okay. So this is this is great for yeah. for for people. I think this is this is awesome. Um. Yeah. Okay, so beyond that, beyond the lower definition, there was a couple of um, things we wanted to talk about. One is uh, that they removed the uh, RA test. The uh, sorry, the rules advisor test. I should say what it is. Um, basically, it people were using it as you have to pass this to be level one, but it wasn't a requirement to be level one. And frankly, the rules advisor test is far more difficult than the level one exam. Yeah, it really it really wasn't serving any good purpose. Yeah, it was originally created, I think, as a recruitment tool, um, and it's just not serving that point anymore. So, okay, so it's gone, or will be gone soon. Uh, if yeah. if you so everyone should be able to generate level one practice tests for themselves now, because for some reason, even though it wasn't a requirement for level one, uh, the you had to pass the. Re- uh, the rules advisor exam to be able to generate a level one practice test for yourself. But yes. now you can do it for yourself. Now on the flip side, I think the delay between times you can take the level one practice has been increased. Uh, it did, but I don't, I, I also think it's static now. So before it was each time you took it, it doubled and, no, that, and failed. It doubled the RA. Uh, is was it? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't failed an L one practice L one practice test in a long time. Or taken um, one. Yeah. You know, hey, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to phrase it the positive way. I haven't failed one in a long time. Okay. Um. So that's gone. Um. So something I've seen a lot of questions about, and I'm not 100 percent clear why is is what's the deal with GPTs? Right. So, so GPTs are are yes, they are still competitive. Right. Uh, currently, L ones can still run GPTs. Um, it, it is it is a little bit awkward, and I, I can't imagine that it's going to stay awkward for forever. Um, but it's it has been it with the with the leveling saying you are an L1 is uh, certified to do regular an L2 is certified to do com- uh, to do competitive what's going to happen because we lessened the requirements for uh, to make level two uh, I think what we're going to find is we're going to find that a lot of the level ones that run GPTs are now going to be able to 
to do level uh, to make level two because there are two requirements that actually held a lot of judges back from from becoming L two. So so we said we weren't going to talk about the way things used to be, but I, I want to point out two requirements that are no longer part of what's necessary to become level two. Um, so before before this redefinition, you actually had to work multiple events, or you had to work events from multiple TOs for at least two other T, uh, at least one other TO, so a total of two. Um, that requirement is missing now; it's gone. Uh, so if you do not have a second store anywhere in your area, uh, you now no longer have to worry about that. Um, the second thing is uh, a lot of people were worried about the the mentorship requirement. Level twos are expected to to mentor. Uh, that is no longer a requirement to become level two. Uh, it's it's still a really good thing. It's still a really nice thing. Level twos can can test level ones, and boy, it sure would be nice if you did those kind of things. Um, it is not a requirement anymore, and I know those two things had a tendency to hold judges back. Uh, because they were like, ah, oh, well, I'm basically a level two, but I don't want to deal with, I don't have another store to work at, or I don't want to, you know, I don't want to mentor people. Yeah. Um, those those things are, are are fine now. You still have to pass the test, though. So <laughs> for now, yeah, I mean, eventually the next next level redefinition <laughs> will just get rid of the tests. But just going, um, going super regular Ariel with this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, if you didn't pass the test, here's a hug and a cookie, and now you passed. <laughs> yeah, here's 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 your test. Fog this mirror. Um, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. They're gonna We're not gonna... Can't, can't figure out how to do that. <laughs> That's 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 not going to happen. The the level two test is still a difficult test. It is still fifty questions, fifteen policy questions. Out of those fifty questions, it is a hard test, and it is going to stay a hard test. And we want it to be hard because we 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 have a we have a high expectation for our competitive REL judges. All right, so. I think that's it. I think that's all we want to talk about um, with regards to that. You guys ready to move into news? Oh yeah. Now some of that was basically news. I don't even know why I broke them up. All right, so Exemplar ends this weekend, Brian. Yeah, it does. Uh, it ends at uh, Sunday at midnight if you are on the West Coast. Okay. If you are anywhere other than the West Coast, or sorry, eleven eleven fifty nine p.m. U.S. West on, Coast. On U.S. West Coast. <laughs> if you are anywhere else, then it is going to end at, um, you know, uh, uh, eight eight a.m. oh eight hundred uh, Greenwich Mean Time, May second, which is Monday. <laughs> Okay. okay, but realistically, yeah, so those, those people on the Canadian West Coast, completely yeah. different time. <laughs> right. Whatever. Just do it before you go to Canada bed. Even have a West Coast, or just like Alaska, take up all of that? I'm not even sure. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It's. I mean, I guess I Alaska's Canada huge. Just, all Canada has is like a North Coast. It's just. <laughs> it doesn't. I don't know if it has East and West. It's just <laughs> you've got you got, you've got North Coast kind of tundra-y bit part that used to be British Empire. Like, that's all I really know about, about Canada. 
I know that on a map it looks really, really big, and it's smaller it in reality, but it's still really, really big. And is. Canada's huge. So, speaking of Canada, I'm going to be in Canada this weekend. <laughs> Had you, oh, you, which, of, which of those three parts? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the, tundra, the tundra bit, the part that used to be part of the UK or the North Coast. At some point, the plane will land and I will be there. I don't know. <laughs> Make uh, sure you ask the pilot when you get there. What <laughs> part of Canada? One of my rare excursions out of the region and an even rarer excursion out of the country. So if you're going to be at GP Toronto, say hi. Yep. Can you ask him Can you ask him where the maple tree farm is? Oh, Just, okay. Or ask him where the nearest hockey game is. Ask the pilot. Right. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> I, I have to tell a side story now. Um <laughs> That I was so I was calling my bank to be, make sure I could still use my debit cards or whatever in Canada, and he's like, "You going up there for the playoffs?" And I was like, "I was like, the playoffs." I was like, "What are they like hockey or something?" And he's like, "No, there's like basketball playoffs." And I was like, "No, no, I'm they not play, going up they, there." They play basketball in Canada. I, I thought I, everything. I don't. Know. I thought everything was hockey. I just assumed it was hockey. That's a that's a stereotype, guys. <laughs> I we don't we don't we don't generalize like that. I did. Uh, <laughs> I, I did. Even though I did like two minutes ago. <laughs> right with the with the tundra tundra e bit. Alright. So last uh, little bit of news. Oh well are we done with exemplar? Like I, I kinda interrupted about the time yeah, thing. So is there oh. um so uh Sunday before you go to bed is the cutoff. Uh I'm not taking late if you send me an email Monday morning and be like, oh Boohoo! I was on a on a plane. I didn't have enough time. You had two and a half months. <laughs> you know, I but I, I don't Toronto. I don't know how much more time I could. You want? I gave you two and a half months. You had lots of time. But but what? If you find something okay. exemplary, someone did in Toronto, it would be great for the next wave of exemplar. Or even uh, I, I hope to squeeze it in. To be one hundred percent honest, but. I mean, I did my, la- my last event that before an exemplar wave ended. I was like, "All right, got back Sunday night after the judge dinner. I've got thirty minutes to get those couple of exemplars in." Yeah, there there was there was an exemplar nomination this last wave. Um, that the nomination was ASDF made seven seconds before the deadline. Yes, can I do that? What's that? No. Oh. No, don't do that. Well, why? That's You're not okay. advertising it. I wouldn't have advertised what? that. No, no, no. Yeah, here, I wouldn't have advertised either. But... I'm going to advertise it, and here's what's going to happen. Uh, I'm just going to reject it because... Yep, yeah, the next time that happens, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, was, I looked at it. It was funny. Well, I mean, and it kind of wastes... ha, delete. Like, it kind of wastes a little bit of the time of the people that have to go check those. And, like, it, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, no. if you do that, you're not just trolling Brian. You're trolling like actual human beings. So, if it takes it. me, if it takes me long, to Brian, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Jess. I wasn't sure if that was other people. Let's by. let's do the other people. If it takes me longer to review it than it took you to write it, uh, <laughs> guess what? It's actually going to take me less time to review it than it took you to write it because I'm just going to drop it in the vid bucket. Okay, so let's talk about our little final bit here. So. Uh, people may have seen on the Wizards of the Coast website that there is currently a uh, lawsuit from a few judges, including our very own... Huh? There's two lawsuits. Well, there's two, yeah. 
but everyone only ref- only everyone only talks about one of them. Uh, it's from our. It involves uh, our very own Justin Turner as one of the paint- plaintiffs. Plantains. Uh, there's not too much we can say about it because a lot of people have been like, you're going to do an episode on this? You're going to have Turner on? Uh, you have to understand, this is a lawsuit, so Turner can't talk about it. Yeah. And, and Wizards isn't going to talk about it. Yep. The judges, the judges who the, the plaintiffs, they're not going to talk about it either. So at some point we might get together and do like a speculation cast where we just guess a lot. <laughs> but, uh, but nobody that actually has any information... Uh, that has any official information is a, is going to be officially allowed to talk about it. So there's a lot going I guess, on. I guess they're allowed to. It's just like it's bad. It unwise. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's really bad. It'd be very unwise to talk about that stuff. So right, well, there's so, going to be lots of rumors. Yep. Ninety uh, percent of them are untrue. If you if you know any of the parties are involved or or anything like that. Uh, please talk to them about it if you have questions. Um, one of the things that several of the plaintiffs said on social media was, if you want to form an opinion about what's going on, great, but please message us first. Um, and I think that's that's kind of just the way that's handled right now is is that there's not going to be a public statement for anybody. So right. so do we want to talk about what the what the lawsuit alleges? Uh, sure. Yeah, we yeah. could talk about that. I'm okay. just no good at talking about it. In- uh, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to go into detail. If you do want to go into great detail about it, I'd be okay with with um, focusing on that in the episode. But I'm. I'm not. I'm just. I'm just going to say that basic. Basically, what the what the lawsuit alleges is that judges are, uh, in some form or fashion, employees of Wizards of the Coast. Um, uh, specifically, uh, it, it alleges judges at competitive and professional yes. and enforcement Compet- levels. Competitive and professional enforcement levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a class action suit uh, mm-hmm. where they are where they are basically saying that that you know like a thousand U.S. judges fall into this class. Um, and, right. And, and one misconception that I've heard a lot of people talk about is this idea that. The judges who are plaintiffs want to be employees of Wizards of the Coast, and that's not what the lawsuit is about. The lawsuit is saying, uh, legally, we believe that we fall under the definition of employees, and then a court will decide whether or not that's true, and then they'll go from there, uh, right. assuming that it actually goes to court. Right. So, so right there, there was a um, a, a question. A, yeah, basically that's that's what it, that's what it is. Is there's there's a question as to whether or not we are de facto pl- employees uh, based on the the relationship between the judge program and Wizards of the Coast. It, it sets up a uh, employer employee relationship. So that's the claim. Uh, in in uh, as it relates to the United States uh, Fair Labor Standards Act and the labor laws of the state of California. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, Jess is smarter on this than I am. Uh, no, I, I just want to clarify that because we have the listeners from all over the place. That's, and that's, if you go digging into your local labor laws in somewhere that is not the United States, you may not find what you're looking for. So, so the the lawsuit is basically the the lawsuit, for lack of a better term, is asking a question, um, and is is asking is a, and is asking a judge to answer it. An actual judge, like like a legal yeah. judge, not a, <laughs> a magic judge. A lot of magic judges have tried to answer this question. I and would, they really can't, which is why there's a lawsuit. Yes. Yeah. 
which which is actually kind of amusing. I got to imagine like if a judge is actually reading this and he keeps reading the phrase judge over and over again. And he's just like, what? Who? Who do these guys think they are? <laughs> um, so, I, I do want to add that just just from knowing Turner, I'm I'm sure his intent is not to burn the program down and his intent is not to get a big paycheck. I've seen that so much and I'm sure that's not the goal because uh, a, yeah. it's class action. So there's what, like, what, what is it like $10? Like what was it? Two no one recently or something. It, it doesn't happen. Um, so the, 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 one of the big concerns that I've heard people say is that they think that, that uh, people are in it just for that. They think that it was spawned entirely by uh, recent suspension events, which is also uh, as far as I can tell, not true. Um, as there, the, the information in the lawsuit goes a lot deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I don't think it even references that. Uh, uh, I could be mistaken yeah. about that because I haven't. There was a lot. There was a lot of, of it, points. But, there was a uh, lot of points that could be buried in the subtext. One of there. Yeah, it was a lot of words. Um, the the other thing, the few other things that I've heard is uh, that the level redefinition was related to the oh. the, the lawsuits. <laughs> Not true. Uh, no, they they were completely. This this level of redefinition in, has been in the works for nine months, longer than that, something like that. Um, and right, uh, those lines, uh, people said that the recent pro player kerfuffle right. was about. But that is unlikely. But we don't have any actual sight on that. But right. it, well, I think if it was related, they wouldn't have been able to reverse it, which they have done. Yeah. So so that's that's a great bit of news that that kind of came and went is yeah, Sunday, yeah nobody cares about that don't worry about it well it's not something <laughs> you would have covered. No, well i mean it, it kind of is because look here's here's the thing when we were suspended uh some pros came out on 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 twitter and supported us yes they did you know they were like they were like this isn't right this isn't and fair some this is cool. some came out privately to wizards of the coast as well right and, and, and i want to get into that because the reputations but like it was not that pros just or players in general just sat by quietly. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, I kind of want to respect that by saying I also thought that and it doesn't matter now because Wizards reversed it. But I was I was upset for them as as to what they were feeling and, and what their expectations were and what happened to them. And I just unfortunately Wizards resolved it so quickly that that we weren't able to express on the via the podcast our solidarity <laughs> with with the professional players. But I do agree. I, I think I thought it was a raw deal, but it's resolved now, so <laughs> at least for a year. Yes. Uh so so if if you don't know what we're we're talking about there, uh uh, Watsi reduced the uh, uh, pros, platinum level pros. When they go to pro tours, they got a appearance fee, a, a significant appearance fee. That appearance fee went was being cut from three thousand dollars an event to two hundred and fifty dollars an event, and it was being cut basically the next season, which is not this upcoming GP, uh, not this upcoming pro tour, but the one after it. So all these people that like busted their butt all year to get platinum. You know, they're like, woohoo, I made it. And what? How much? 250 right. Um uh right away. Uh what did I just do all of this work for? So so they they put out that announcement. There was a huge outcry. Uh Wizards came back today, Tuesday, so two days later and was like, you know what? <laughs> we're uh 
we're not going to do that. Um, please don't leave the game. Uh, we'll, uh, because what they did was they took all that money uh, and they put it towards the uh, World Magic Cup uh, uh, prize total prize pool or some of it. I don't think it was it, the math worked out complete that it was all of it but they made the uh the the prize you know like the total prize pool was like half a million something like that because that's a big sounding number yeah it sounds pretty sexy for for advertising and stuff like that and realistically they probably took the money from there they put it into there because it made the game sound bigger and more exciting and stuff like that uh at the, at the expense of uh the the pros, you know, basically giving them the safety net that they need in order to play as much as they do, uh, in order to get good enough to make the names for themselves to be the pros. So. All right, but I think that's pretty off topic for Judge Cast. It it is, but at the same time, I I I feel it would be remiss if if we didn't at least say, you know, we were we were uh, we were supporting them. If we didn't at least say we saw this happen and hey guys, that was jacked up. <laughs> Basically. But now, but now we've said it. All right. So everything we've talked about today, um, before we got into the news, there's gonna be links in the show notes because there's there's a blog from Toby about why we have this what he calls the new new world order and there's a link to what the judge level redefinitions are and an AMA about this and the announcement of the program coordinators. So it's all gonna be there. But if you have further questions, you can email us at judgecast at gmail.com or message us on Facebook at facebook.com slash judgecast or Twitter, twitter.com slash judgecast or Tumblr. I'm contractually obligated to mention. Contractually obligated, yes. I'm pretty of my making. Where did you get a contract, dude? (laughs) Okay. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, Hope this was an enlightening episode on the levels. And my the new name, world order. New new world order. My name is CJ Trader. I keep it fair. I'm Jess Dunks. I keep it fun. I'm Brian Prillman. I keep it Hollywood. Laura Lawrence here. You can't judge me because I say hoof hoof. Oh yes, yes, I can judge. <laughs> welcome, welcome <laughs> to the rest of your life. People are going to judge you. For all kinds of stuff. Right.